Alrighty, on this episode, we're going to be talking about Homegrown. So we have three different versions of this podcast. This is a Homegrown edition. We're going to be talking about homeschooling, the adverse effects of the pandemic on education, and the influence of remote work on the family. So stay tuned on the other side. So much of our lives inside Either in traffic at work or close eye How about we all agree that it's way overdue to take back our lives to the Work River podcast. This is a podcast where we talk about remote work and how you can do that so you can live every day like it's Saturday. And we have a different version of the podcast today. Yeah. So it is my wife. Yeah. Haley is here. Hi. Hi. So I haven't seen you Yeah, I know. I just sit upstairs and stand. Basically, I've been standing all day on my standing desk. But you got me. Yeah. Walking with the I, have, I haven't walked today. And my feet are killing me. I well, I walked outside. Okay. I'm on day 30 of 75 hard. So for you listening, 75 hard, you have to do one workout for 45 minutes outside, one inside. And yeah, I've been work, walking outside. So I did that in the rain. I don't, I don't know if I would really bring up the fact that you're walking. As walking you're counts. Uh, do you want to get into that right now? Yeah, <laughs> we can start off with that. I okay. Why does a walking count? You can't like go power lift for 75 days straight. You'll like power lift isn't the only option, but so walking what... is something that you do. What is <laughs> I, mean, I don't it's know. It's like a I brisk would... walk. It's like a like I feel like if I were jogging, I'd be going the same speed. <laughs> You're really getting it out you know? there on the <laughs> I'm getting it. Like I am going. Uh well good. You know what? Like you tell Avery, if it feels like a workout. Then it's a workout. I feel like it's a workout. What would you like? Would you count yoga as a workout? If I'm, if yes, if I'm sitting there and I am challenging my body, then yeah, I yeah. think that walking is not really a challenge. But if you're like out there speed walking, I mean, I'm sweating. Yeah. Okay. Right? Sure. Sure. <laughs> it's not, it's you're not like, impressed. It's like a brisk walk. I, mean, I and like I, a sweat walk around this house all day. Like, yeah. So I did, that, so. let's see, I have 66,000, 6,600 6, steps right now. Hmm. So I did a five, a 5,000 step walk, which was uh, about a little under three miles. Okay. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't want to take anything from you. Like you've been doing a job and like more than I can say. Yeah. I, yeah. It's just I like to laugh at you about the whole I know walking. I think workout. walking counts. I know. You're doing a really good job. And I would I and to tie that back into the I would only be able to I'm only able to do this because I work from home. When I 
I had to go to the office. I tried to do 75 hard and I failed. I failed nine times. Yeah, because when would you find time? It never had 45 minutes no, in the middle of the day to go commute. for a walk. Yeah. Yeah. I could Fair read. Enough. That's your commute. <laughs> right. No, yeah, you're right. I, I could read the, I could read on the, on the, I took the Metro. I could read on the train, which I liked that. I read a lot more books when I worked in the office, mm-hmm. but I cannot walk. I, just, I had no time to walk. You read a lot now. You I mean you read? You think you read a lot more books in the office? Um, yeah, because I had an hour and a half a day to just sit and read. Yeah, right. And I would just read on the train. <laughs> I read the newspaper. I would read books. I mean, I read like twenty some books one year. Um, and now I mean, I still read a lot. You read a lot. You read more, which is on the topic of this today's podcast. So, for those of you guys who are just check, tuning in. For the first time, and um, yeah, Haley's here. So this is a new flavor of the podcast. We have four different flavors, and so typically we had said that our four flavors were interviews, where we're bringing on people to have conversations about technology, remote work, etc. We have an internet hotspot where we go over trending articles in the news. We have what. People have dubbed Roy's rants, where it's I put on my tinfoil and I talk about what could be. Those are short, typically. Um, and then we were going to do trivia. And so we did an episode of trivia. And it was it was difficult to do the trivia episodes because I had to bring employees away from work for like an hour. And so people were getting called and it had a lot of echo. So we never released it. So we were like, what else could we do that would be beneficial and fun to listen to? And we're like, well. Let's give this a try. Let's give this a shot. So that's where Haley comes in, and we're going to call these Homegrown, which mm-hmm. you guys can go to homegrownwithhaley.com, which is your website. So what is Homegrown for Haley? I'll let you explain what Homegrown What isn't it? I think that it kind of just evolved from us starting to do all aspects of life from home, um, homeschooling, owning a business, and working from home. Um, and then when we moved into this house, what, a year ago, Yeah. Um, we have a little extra land that we are hoping to try out some homesteading things. So, yeah. you know, like chickens and gardens and pets and we have so many pets. dirt. So much money. There's dirt everywhere. It was just raining today. Yeah. And it's just, you know, it's part of it. So you much just have money. to kind of embrace it. And, you know, that is kind of the thing is like, if you're going to take on the idea homesteading which we're not really in the full throes of homesteading we're just trying to figure that one out right. <laughs> but if you're going to take on the ideas then you have to be ready to take on like the mud that comes along with it and so yeah the house tends to have dirt on the it does drive me nuts but we have four kids yeah so i've never really talked about our family on the podcast but we have four kids ranging from 12 to 2 mm-hmm. so we have a covid baby Oh, uh, he was born. The he was born in the beginning of COVID. Not really a COVID baby, I guess. I don't yeah, know how you. I don't him. want to deter him the COVID baby. Yeah, he, he's not. He's a normal he was, child. He was born February. Well, COVID babies normal child, children too, but the, he was not born because we were forced to be home. Like, yeah, he was born February mm-hmm. of twenty twenty. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have two year old, twelve year old, and. And a few crazies in between. So we have four kids. Then we have a whole mess of animals: two dogs, two cats. Which really isn't that many. You say a whole mess, but it's too many, too many animals. I know. I wanted one cat. 
and we came home with three. Mm-hmm. Now we have two. Mm-hmm. Poor honey. But we got a bunch of animals, and we're all, and, and that's just like the beginning of it. We this last year we had thirty thousand bees. <laughs> but you were about to have to, we're about to have sixty thousand bees. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Uh, and then you mentioned chickens, which mm-hmm. how many chickens are we getting? I'm gonna start with between six and eight. So why that number? Because based on the size of the coop and the run, that is what's recommended. So so break that down for me. So we obviously have not really had this conversation. I know that you want chickens. We, ha- we have had this conversation, but you don't remember, and that's okay. So <laughs> okay. we have it on here now. It's recorded, so... I know that we're um, building... It's actually really good. I like the idea that we're... We're just going to record our... Like, Roy, go to episode blah, 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 and so you can hear about... Yeah. Um, I know that I'm building the coop, so you got me a, a, a book to build this coop. Yeah. And when the run, but like, why... So, but... Six to eight is good for starting out, and will they they'll lay every day? Based on the size that I've. Based on the size that you want of the space of the yes. coop and everything, yes. that's the good at least just start with. I mean, who knows? Maybe this is great, and we end up feeling comfortable with slaughtering the chickens um, yeah. once you know. But I can't just have be overrun with chickens unless we have like some kind of end plan for them. And it sounds really that is like a morbid. serious thing to consider that I did. I we so we did look into so like the idea of having eggs right yes. now. Eggs is the that's what we want, and it's not just from this whole like egg coast crisis thing. It's, we were talking about this before. Yes, having eggs was cool. No. Yeah. People have been having eggs forever, so well, okay, but now <laughs> eggs are like eighteen dollars a dozen. Yeah. Right, okay. We're not doing okay. it because of that. No. We're doing it because I like eggs. We want to have our own eggs. Yeah. And it's expensive to feed our family. It's expensive to feed six And we people. homeschool and it will be fun. We're here all the time. So we have, you know, anything that we can do in our free time or for a hobby, like we're involved in some way around the house. So let, let's talk about that. So this episode, we are going to talk about homeschooling, adverse effects of the pandemic on education influence on remote work. But so I guess the start out for the influence of remote work was prior to, well, I've been a remote worker for I mean, the before times, the before times. Yeah. I've been a remote worker for seven, eight, nine years. Yeah. A while. Sounds good. And I would have to go into the office a couple of days a week, mm-hmm. but I was a full-time remote pretty much. As far back as I can remember, 2016. Prior to there being a remote culture, it was right. just more of a remote option. Right. But even when we did that, I mean, we did stuff together. We went to Disney World. I think I worked from Disney World. Yeah. And then we would go to like what we call the cottage. We'd go on vacation. We'd go to the beaches and stuff like that. Yeah. Prior to the, 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 the culture shift. But mm-hmm. since the pandemic or whatever we want to call it. I don't know. Since 2020, since everybody else figured out that you could do this, <laughs> yeah. our lives have changed so much to the fact where that's where homeschooling came into play. Cause we, we were public. So our 12 year old yeah. was third grade mm-hmm. public school. Yeah. And then we even had Chase 
in private school for a year. Yes, that was during 2020. That was during COVID. He, he went to a private school in, for that year. Because we were trying to figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. So I know that there are there was the Avery, you know, we, we, so we only had two. Now that I'm, think, I'm thinking this through and I'm trying to figure out how we came to this point now. <laughs> I mean, I don't think that's something that you have a thought that it was so much what do you mean how we've gotten to this point so like the the homeschool how that came out yeah would you like me to fill in yeah please okay so covid hit what march mid-march 2020 Mm -hmm. um you know the school at least in our area the remote like the infrastructure to support virtual learning wasn't there you know I mean that's really no fault of school like yes they could have prepared better but I don't know hindsight's 2020 right so the kids all moved to virtual learning um it was a total mess um we opted to avoid that mess because we can and we definitely feel like we are the fortunate side of things where like I was already home I was like on maternity leave because I just had James and um yeah and so it was just I mean my our son like he already is very like kinesthetic learner wants to be up and active doing things so to sit in front of a computer was not really anything that we wanted to do yeah and fortunately I mean in the state of Virginia we have that freedom to homeschool um and the straw that really broke the camel's back I mean should I say yeah okay um I don't gotta say who I won't. I'm going to drop a name. I can say teacher. Yeah. Okay. So everyone was having a hard time logging on. And we just got an email from the teacher like halfway through the day. And she said, if you haven't (laughs) been able to log on by now, you may as well give up. Yeah. And I remember exactly where I was at that point. I was out on like a nature trail because I had already said, let's scrap this, you know, school day and go out and, you know, check out some nature or something, you know. Now to that point. Because yeah. there's more to that story than just they had started out. We're not going to say who the school, the school was or anything like that, but we are in Fairfax County, <laughs> which Fairfax County, for those of you who are listening in other counties, there. Yeah. Oh, and I will say we have a lot of teachers who are Fairfax County teachers, and they are all wonderful. Yeah, some of our best friends. Yeah, are teachers. Yes, but Fairfax County has no real shortage of resources. We're talking about the third wealthiest county in the entire country. And the one and two wealthiest counties in the country are our neighbor counties in Falls Church City or Arlington. I think four of the top four of the top five. Yeah. Falls Church, Arlington, Loudoun, and Fairfax. So there is a, a plenty of resources to go around of how to how we should have figured this this problem out. And Fairfax County, they started with, when we first started, didn't, wasn't it like Google Meet to start? And then they tried to do Blackboard and then they tried to do Zoom. And then it was like, if you, if you couldn't figure it out by now. Yes. Right. They, they went through like three different platforms in a series of like yeah, four days. Yeah, it was a lot of like, I mean, nah, I'm not going to But it just wasn't worth it for us. I have, we own our own business and we've always kind of been risk takers. I know it can be very uncomfortable to make the leap into homeschooling, but I'm 
glad that we did because it's been a really great fit for our family. And I emailed the superintendent of Fairfax. It was like, hey, I see you guys are having a really hard time with this. Well, you understand how the government works. You should know what you shouldn't expect an email from. I offered free consulting. I said, I will gladly. I'm really concerned with they were, they, they getting anything care. done. And I hope he's listening because I still will offer you free consulting on how to manage a remote student yeah, base. Education is important. It is super important. Yeah. And so. and so we were frustrated with the system. Now, I really have little to do with homeschooling. It, it just it fits our family because you and I own a remote business. Mm-hmm. We do work from home. All of our employees are remote. And so having the kids at home was kind of that next step. And so we're going to dive more into homeschooling, how we homeschool throughout this series of the podcast and how others can kind of explore it. But what um, in starting out homeschool, let's start there. What were some of the, so let's say, let's take it back to, I guess it was March, 2020. Mm-hmm. It was, I mean, pandemic happened. It was like a week. Mm-hmm. And then we were like, all right, come on. Day one, we're like, we're going to pull our kid out. Mm-hmm. What, what were the things that we had to consider? Really, you had to consider because you did it. I was just there along for the ride saying, okay. Okay. Well, like day one of that, again, hindsight's 2020. So what? It would have been at that time for me or anybody who was... Let's say somebody listening to this is like, I want to homeschool. What do I got to do? Look at what the homeschooling laws are in your state. A lot of... Most states are really homeschooler friendly, um, but you need to make sure that you're adhering to whatever the requirements are. So in our state, we just have to submit a proof of progress to the school district at the end of each year which we do through um, standardized testing. We have our kids take a standardized test um, outside of the home and school. And then we just submit their grade for that to the county. Um, Nothing else. Um, Some other states could be different. So Google, what are the homeschooling laws in the state? Um, Was there any paperwork or anything that we had to do? Like. That would also be... Is that through the county? Yeah, the county or school district. Yeah, wherever your kids would go publicly to school. Um, And you just declare that you're homeschooling. And I was also, I've been advised, um, don't give the county more than what they're asking for, right? So what does that mean? So when we give proof of progress, they ask, you know, what... You know, I had to show proof of progress. I literally just give them the name of the test they took, which is the COGAT and the Iowa. And I just give them the score they got. I don't give any sort of breakdown. And that's just because I don't have to. And I, that's just time. I'd rather not let the government feel like they are entitled to all of my information. But yeah, um, maybe that's me just saying, like, hey, I don't have to deal with you. Know, yeah. And I'm my own person. We are for as involved in the I government like maybe I as we are. <laughs> no, I mean, that's true, though. I mean, look, like, no, we're not editing any of this out. The, for as, but part of homeschooling, homesteading, 
starting a business is becoming less reliant on the world. I want them to expect like they can ask you for every they don't need to ask you for everything. We are we are not relying they don't need to ask, you know. Yeah. We we take that stance where we don't rely on the government. It's privacy. We don't rely on big companies. We, we start our own. Freedom privacy. Right. Right. That's, so I think that we normalize, you know, people invasiveness like in our phones and everything. Right. And like yeah, like I'm blind to it a lot of times. But when there are occasions when I can like assert my privacy, my desire for privacy, and I, I'll do that. And so, right. I think it's a totally one normal one thing. So yeah. And so yeah, anyway, yeah. So look up your local, look up your local and yeah. state laws. Yeah. Local, look up your local state laws. When you pulled them out, you had to tell the County. Or yeah. But it was very low key. That was during COVID. And it was basically, we just sent an email and they like, didn't even ask for proof of progress the first year. Because of, because of the situation. Yes. It's probably different now. They were like, yes, it's different now. But then the next thing that I would suggest to do, and this really is the most important thing, and I even go back and do this now sometimes when I need a little refresher, is um, the concept of unschooling, right? So when you're homeschooling, it's a completely different setting than when you're in an institutionalized classroom. Mm. And Roy, you and I were products of public school education. Yeah. I didn't know any homeschoolers growing up. Honestly, I mean, we knew one or two that I had like cross paths with, and they were like a little eccentric. It was, it was, a diff- a different it was different. Yeah. Yes, it was very different. Plus, I'm from a rural area, so nothing against homeschoolers in rural areas, but you know, it's just it is different. Um, so unschooling is the concept of just removing what your ideas um and like of education are because education isn't an institutionalized concept education happens and has been happening forever it wasn't until like the industrial revolution where society moved away from a small you know classroom size to institutionalized education um Hmm. because parents started working industrial revolution changed a lot of things in the country Prior to the Industrial yeah. Revolution, what was the what was like the normal size of a classroom? Oh, I don't have the stats on that. Maybe or like it was just like a small classroom. Yeah, like, like a, a one, room, one like a one room schoolhouse. School yeah, a lot of them were wealthy kids had governesses, which would come and tutor them, and huh. like a classical education type of model, um, grammar, literature, math, science. Right? I don't think I knew that. Yeah, um, but right. So going back to that. Our idea as being products of public school is that you sit at a desk and do paperwork. Yeah. And we have standardized testing in Virginia and they, the yeah, SOLs, yeah. Ooh, yeah. everything, the SOLs run. It's a lot of, you know, it's um, really encouraged, I think, for public school teachers to be incentivized to the test, yeah. right? And so I don't want to get in and like be bashing. That's not. What I want we're not to here to bash any but teachers, or, but that's a, that's a fact, though. Yeah. yeah. So, but okay, unschooling is like removing like what your thought of education looks like. So, start with a less is more kind of mindset going into homeschooling. Don't jump in and say, okay, like we need to do um, history, literature, math, science, technology, writing, spelling, re- like all these things every single day. Yeah. Like I think to start with, the best thing to do is math, writing, reading. 
if you are selective and very choosy with what you're reading and writing, you can add history and everything science in there with it. I and mean, we do a lot of our reading is on like historical living history yeah. books, you know, so we'll, we'll learn about Galileo, you know, during the Renaissance period. So that's like science and history while we're reading. Right. And yeah. then, you know, so you try to incorporate a lot in a little. So, Which also plays into why we decided to understand. Yeah, think about it like a cohesive type of environment. Yeah. We, we wanted to learn from that. So part of the reason behind getting bees was so that we could study the hive and what happens, even though they all left me. It's okay, that hey, which is a learning experience yes. too. And we exactly. took the comb and we brought it in. The kids look at the comb, yeah. and so that that was part of like science. We went through, and and so it's yeah, so we're, we're gonna run it all. We're gonna run it back. We uh, I became an apiist, which is a beekeeper, mm. and then well, I took an online course. Here we go. Yeah. But you know, we'll, we'll update when you actually become an when atheist. I actually become an atheist. Once I like actually figured out TBD, but I took an online course and went through that. So I have to become an atheist, and the kids watched it too. And you watched it, didn't you? Yeah. And so that all teaches you like the three different types of bees, like what a queen looks like, and a queen can't fly, and that there's a science lesson, hmm. and that plays into why we want to get chickens. I mean, we want eggs, but it also plays into the kids are going to have additional responsibility around the house. They're going to have, they're going to learn from the chickens. They're great. They're just, they are good, responsible kids. And they, they are. They do pull their weight. Mostly. You they're know? Kids, but they're kids. They're great. I mean, we're talking about like, them. we're talking about young children. Our 12-year-old definitely has chores. Yeah. The other three... The two-year-old doesn't mean chores. He, but they're naturally helpful. I think they naturally like yeah. want to be part of the family yeah. dynamic. For sure. Yeah. Do you think that home setting helps with homeschooling? I think it gives us, I think we're presented with a lot of really great opportunities. Yeah. Yeah. So the first person who's homeschooling, what if, I know you hear get this question a lot, or people assume this a lot, where they'll be like, I don't know how to teach my kid math. Yeah, I get that. So. Yeah. Okay. Well, again, I know this comes from like a very like fortunate place, but we have outsourced math. Yeah. Um. So when. Which leads into technology. It does. But so something also to remember is the idea of homeschooling is to cultivate like this desire to have your child own their education. Right. So when they're younger in this, what we call the grammar stage, like early elementary education, before they're really strong readers. So what, hold That's on, before you, really before you dive into that, before you dive into that, okay. what are the three stages? Grammar, logic, and rhetoric. And so grammar stage is what? Early elementary up to fourth grade. Oh, to fourth grade. So when they get to be really strong readers. Okay. And then once you're a strong reader, you enter into the logic stage, which is when you're able to own your education a bit more and do more independent work. So, you know, people say, well, gosh, how do you homeschool all these different ages? Well, once they get to a certain point, yeah. most of their work, like for every hour he has alone, we have 10 minutes together, right? Of like what I'm doing with him. So most of my time is not being consumed with sixth grade math, right? He does his math class actually online. Yeah. Um, What's it have, called? He's doing it through... I know he has a tutor, but Liberty. He's doing it through Liberty. Yeah. Um, so I'm, you know, 
pretty hands off with Matt for Avery. And that's Liberty um, University. Yeah. For, for those so it's L U O A. So Liberty yeah. University Online Academy. There's all kinds of options. For has stuff I want works for you. We've done Matthew C. I'm still I really still love that? Matthew C. And I really believe in Matthew C. And that's for that's like counting blocks, right? <laughs> Isn't that what it is? Your block? Yeah. It's not counting blocks. Yeah, it is. You're like they're, how many, they're math manipulative. Math manipulative blocks. They're yes. tools, and that's online, right? No. Do they have DVDs. Well, if, so we really are getting into technology. Um, they have like an online what they call a toolbox now, which um, they have. I, I really love Math They have like short little like learning videos that help you understand how to use the math manipulatives um, to teach math. Okay. And then what else did we do? We did a couple other online things as well. I mean, we've done, for, for only having done homeschooling for three years, yeah. right? Yeah. We've tried about everything. Abeka. Yeah. I still like Abeka for some time. We, we do cohort, right? Co-op. Co sorry. Yeah. Co-op, cohort, same thing. Which we did a cohort. We did the uh, synthesis. synthesis, which yep. is the Elon Musk school. Yep. We did that. We did the co-op, which we go every Tuesday. Yeah. We do Matthew C. We do LUOA, so Liberty University Online Academy for for uh, our oldest. What else do we do? Uh, we really are like you're asking what curriculum. Uh, I have. Yeah, I mean, we're going to go over all of this throughout the entire podcast. But okay. off the top of your head, what are some ones that we've used that are all that are like internet based? Oh, internet based. Um, those are like, that's that's a big one. Charlotte Mason, I think, what in the beginning was one that we like kind of. Explore, right? Yeah, so that's like a, that's a learning style. Yeah. She's a pioneer of the education. Yeah. So basically, which we'll get into that on another podcast, but the the idea is that there's a lot of people get scared because they think that they don't know, and but the tools are out there. It's very overwhelming. And I personally believe that society does a really good job of making parents feel like they are not capable of schooling their children. When reality is, I mean, if you, and yet, yeah, no, not everyone is. I'm not, I'm not saying that this is for everyone. Well, if you're listening to this podcast, you probably work remote. Okay. And if you work remote, you potentially have the opportunity to do this. Potentially. Potentially. Yeah. But I mean, and we're gonna, well, hopefully to we it. can help you get there. Yeah. I think that one of the biggest things is like, you have to want to do it. And people, I think they're like, I couldn't do it. It's like, well, you just don't want to do right. it. And that's okay. Right, that's okay. It's okay. It's not for everyone. That's why there are institutionalized schools, right? Mm -hmm. I've always wanted to go to school. And actually, like, I have been keeping a prayer for a while, and I wrote down that prior to 2020, yeah. like, if homeschooling is an option, like, let us see that. And lo and behold, so we can. So I might be. It was you. The, you did. The least majority. But I think or COVID was definitely a blessing for us. Okay. More than just homeschooling ways, but yeah. Well, I mean, look, you can look at any situation in life and you need to play the victim, or you could look at the positives and roll with the punches. And the pandemic, COVID, whatever you want to call it, was no different for us. We looked at it and we said, This is going to be great. We're going to be able to travel. We're going to be able to finally homeschool. We moved. Yeah. Like we did a lot over. The last, the last three years have it's been, it's crazy how much our business has changed, our lives, our kids, our house. It's wild. <laughs> it really is. So the adverse effects on the pandemic for a lot of people was it changed schooling. 
and it opened up homeschooling. Yeah, like, opened it up as to be an option for a lot of people. Yeah, like in our co-op, the co-op. How many people are in our co-op? Two hundred. So there's about three hundred families yeah. now. It's thirty years old as the co-op has been around for thirty years. Prior to COVID, there were seventy families. Now there's three hundred. So wow. you can see how like it's just yeah. And those things are every, and that's just one co co-op in Virginia. Like not all co-ops are created equal. I will say that we have a great one. We got yeah. lucky. Do you really? I mean, I'm sure there's one. In, I'm sure there's. I'm sure they're all other over the place. places. But like, if you're in this area, how'd you find it? Um, is it Facebook? No, I mean, I I don't know. You know how I get like very like just, just dove in. Yes. Found so it. I was like, I'm gonna find it. Yeah. And they're probably all over the internet. I mean, it, and ours just happens to be at a church. When you right? yes, when you um, when you're a homeschooler, like. You tend to like realize you that you run in the same circles as like a lot of the other homeschoolers like in your area. Yeah. So like we know like we see the same people in a lot of different places. Right. And we all kind of just end up circling at the our same church, universe. which we go to a different church than our co-op is at. Yeah. So our co-op is at a church, a church that we don't go to. And I think our co-op just happens to be at a church. We weren't it's like a Christian church. It's a Christian church co-op. Yeah. Yeah. But were we looking for a Christian co-op or we just yeah, happened to I prefer, be one? I'm like, I, I don't really prefer secular co-ops. Yeah. I've actually like lean the other way. Okay. I didn't know that we were, I, I, I thought it was just, we found one. Like I didn't know it was at a church until later on. I mean, I, look, I share the same beliefs as you do. So I am right there with you, but I didn't, I didn't know that. I, I, I didn't know that we were looking for one. I obviously don't play a big enough role in our homeschooling obviously but you could probably find a co-op anywhere they're all over the place you find them you were in a homeschooling group on facebook i thought that's right? really yeah those are helpful like, like if you find one that's in your area because you can you know ask questions or like where's a good place to do this yeah you know the um all right well i think we put a bow on that's that that was just it that was the end you done no, I'm saying we put a. I think we we put a pretty good bow on how to start. Yeah, I think you might need to turn the bring the mic a little bit closer to you. Okay, well, that's fine. We are done, but that's. You want to be done? That's a hit. <laughs> <laughs> Cue the outro. No, I was saying like that's a pretty good bow on how to get started. Yes. Okay. Right. And yeah, I mean, what? Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, if you're looking to less get... is more. I think that less is more. Take a break. If you're thinking of starting homeschooling, what? What's the harm in just like taking, honestly, it, it sounds like a lot, but taking a couple weeks off yeah. of just schooling in general, right? And then slowly building in your rhythm routine of what it is that your homeschool is going to look like, right? So just. Are you saying to pull your kids out of public school for a couple weeks? No, or no. I mean, if you're doing we, it, do it. Like, yeah, don't, do it. Don't, you can't just test the waters that way. But if you're going to decide to homeschool, and you submit like you're declaring that we're homeschoolers now. When you start homeschooling, like we, there's no reason why you couldn't just you know take a little break from school in general, oh, I get right? Yeah. And just slowly work your way up. Don't you know day one, you don't want to start out like okay, this is what we're doing today. This is my huge to do list. You're not going to get it done. Sorry, yeah. I'm trying to be like a doubt or anything, but it's just not going to happen. And so would you rather like be taking things off or would you rather slowly add on more to your plate? Personally, I've done both ways and it's a lot 
easier to like slowly add on more when I realize that we have bandwidth to do more. Part of the beauty of, of homeschooling too is that yeah. you get to make your own schedule. Right. And you don't want to like say, okay, we're, we're doing 10 different subjects today. We only get through three. Like that doesn't look very good to your child. Yeah. Right. And so I'm very aware of. Yeah. What and we got a bunch of tips is. and tricks that we'll cover on this podcast yeah. in future episodes. Yeah. You go to homegrown with Haley or HaleyEdwards.com. We'll have some downloadables up there at some point. There's, I think right now it's still the holiday Christmas um, checklist, but we'll, we'll make sure that gets taken care of. And we'll have tons of resources up there. All of these, po- all this version flavor of the podcast will be up at Homegrown with Haley. And obviously, if you're listening to this and it's on our YouTube or on our iTunes or Spotify, this will be one of the four flavors of the podcast, which we're going to do this one a bunch. So. I think it ties right in with the work forever podcast because remote work is more than just working from home, which we go on an RV trip every year. Mm-hmm. I say every year within the last three years since we've great. since we've done great this. Yeah, yeah, really it's it. it's great. To it. We've done that. We we've we've traveled a lot more with homeschooling. Our kids do sports during the day. Mm-hmm. Like there are entire leagues built around homeschooling which we'll get into that on a podcast what are some other things what are some other topics we should talk about on this flavor sports curriculars because i feel like those that's always a big question mm-hmm. people are like oh what do you do about extracurriculars yeah. don't you want to socialize so we'll definitely do yeah, a whole podcast love, on that i would love to talk about that we will that, we'll do, that, that though requires its own we can well, episode. Well, i think we should come up at least once in every episode it, it's <laughs> it's one of those things that like somebody says it and you're like what do you think that like my kids just I we just lock them in a room? We're only that that they you need to be sitting in an institution to get socialization. socialization. Yeah. With people that are only your age for eight hours a day. Right. We'll do a whole episode on that. Don't worry about that. It is weird. It's not really kind. Of- and you're not even like you guys are split into. But no unschooling. That's why it's so important because yeah. we're brainwashed to think that this is the way. This is the way. You can educate in multiple different ways. There's there's no kids will be better for it. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And if you're listening to this podcast and you have bought into the work wherever culture of your business, this is this is the benefit outside of the business walls. I also think talking about um how like you mentioned, like our routine. But people, you know, automatically think that we're spending eight hours a day. Oh, uh, yeah. We'll do a so whole podcast time, on that. Multiple podcasts. Time management. Yeah. Because we don't school for eight hours. No. Sometimes we school for like three hours. Yeah. If, if you're really interested in homeschooling, I recommend this book by Dorinda Wilson. It's called The Four-Hour School Day. Yeah. And it really is eye-opening. Mm-hmm. Um, Which that, that plays into... We'll have to do a whole episode on that because there's the four hour school day mm-hmm. and then there's the four hour work week, which is essentially the business version of that. So the four, four day work week. The, no, four, four hour. hour work week. Mm-hmm. And it's all about enabling your business through automation and mm-hmm. process implementation so that you're only doing a couple bits of work a day and the machines and the data and the AI and the bots are doing the rest. Sending out emails, triggering, and you're and that's why homesteading is important because we need to learn skills. <laughs> yeah, the robots are stuff. gonna take the robots class. are they're coming for us. They're coming for your job. 
So yeah. grow some grow some uh, crops and learn to slit a chicken's head throat, or which I didn't know there are three ways to kill a chicken. No, there's probably so many more ways. But what I didn't know is that they actually can survive lengthy periods of time. Without Years. Their their <laughs> brains are really low on their neck, so if you decapitate the chicken <laughs> and its brain is still in its neck. It's gonna live. It's gonna live. There was a chicken where you have to look it up. It they named it like Mike or something. You lived for eighteen months. Right. Yeah. And, and it had no head. Yeah, and they just kept it going because it was like you know a little freak show kind of thing. Oh my it's gosh! I'm gonna look it up. What is it I called? I think his name's Mike. Mike the it headless was, chicken. Yes. It did. It popped right up. Mike the headless chicken. Oh my. Yeah. Picture goodness. and everything, right? Oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. I'm going to share this. Jessica Moberly. Oh, I shouldn't say that. need to edit that part out. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say. A friend of ours. A friend of ours. If you're listening, you know how I love just weird random things on the internet. And Mike the Headless Chicken is one of them. I'm going to find this picture of Mike the Headless Chicken. And I'm going to, we're going to share it so that everybody can see. Um, yeah. So how long did he live for? I think 18 months, if you're wrong. It probably says Where's my family's chicken? How do I do this? I, I'm trying to share for everybody so they can see this too. Yeah. Um, add a file from my computer. Upload. Mike the Headless Chicken, where are you at? I don't know. Maybe I can. be can't. our mascot. He should be our mascot. Mike the Headless Chicken. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I can't find it. Sorry, guys. I tried. I tried to find this Mike the Headless Chicken picture. I have it right in front of me. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Yeah, I think I have it now. This is one last shot. This is, I'm going to give it one last try. So if you guys are watching on YouTube, if you're listening on Spotify or you're listening on um, iTunes or anything like that, we are put a ton of resources into our YouTube channel. So watch us on YouTube so that I don't, I can't find it. I don't know. I just, I it's just, fine. I just it saved maybe, it. Yeah. It is Google what it is. It. Yeah. Just Google Mike that little chicken. But if you want to, we're going to figure out how to do this. I don't know how to do this, whatever. But yeah, we're going to be sharing more videos and pictures. I probably should have known to look for Mike that and this chicken or something like that. And there's a way to share this stuff and I'm going to figure it out. But we we put a lot of, of time and energy into the studio that we have down here, which the studio is in our house. Yeah, you guys made a really good job. It's not bad, right? It's nice. Yeah. See that that TV right next to you? I'll make it yeah. full screen. So this TV, so if you're watching on YouTube, the TV to the left, this little guy, I'll give it a shake. We're going to have like uh you know when you have like a TV show, like a you watching a TV show and they have like things up there behind, you know, like a big screen or whatever. Yeah, love that. When we're doing interviews, the person will be up on that, so we'll be able to like, I don't know, we're gonna do some cool stuff. Yeah, we're gonna share videos, share pictures. I wish I had Mike the Headless Chicken to be able to show, but well, maybe, you know, maybe we'll have our own Mike the Headless Chicken. I really hope not. No, it's so. <laughs> when we looked at it, we were like. How I kill a chicken, right? And so they, what is it? What was it called? Kill cone? Mm-hmm. You I stuff, don't know how called that, but yeah. You stuff the chicken in this like it's oil. It's like cone, a funnel. And you slit its throat. Mm-hmm. And it just. 
My grandma, she used to swing a chicken around her head. Yeah, her head. Break its neck. That's a much better option than chopping its head off. I think so too, because if you're moving it around your head, it's already moving, so you're not noticing its wings flapping while you're doing it. Yeah. Well, that was another option was to break its neck with it on the ground. But then they still have they still like have that. Yeah. Gosh, man, we're getting into it here at homesteading. We're gonna we're in for a interesting treat, and you listeners get to be along for the ride because we just learn how to slaughter chickens and collect eggs and keep bees from from flying away. What else do we talk about doing? We're gonna get a pony at some point. No, that's not. We eat dinner soon. We do have to get dinner. Yeah. And but we gotta get a pony. And then what was the other one you wanted to get? Goats, which I don't think goats are illegal. Goats, that's, I don't even know why you would say something about Or HOA, I don't think we can do I that. cannot with you with the HOA. I feel like I've been having dreams about me like wanting to do things and you're like, I don't like the HOA either. I don't like the HOA, but I don't want to get fined. Our neighbors have a pig that run around its front yard. I saw it this morning. I saw it today for the first time. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It's a little pig, though. The HOA doesn't have, and the goats are going to be clearing brush. They have their job. They're my in. They're my. This is a tool. Listen exactly. That's what I would say. This isn't a. What is the term in the um. The HOA thing, undesirables. Yeah. It's a subjective term. They're, right. They These aren't undesirable animals. Like, These yeah, are a tool. I appreciate that because they leave it open to like bugs right. and stuff. But even still, I mean, whatever. No one's going to know. And if they find out, then if people eat goats. <laughs> Slaughter some goats. Yeah. That's, you know, I think that goats. Make the kids do it. Goats. It'll be an art project. Sick. <laughs> Homeschooling has no end. This is all homeschool. <laughs> oh, man. Well, we got a lot to talk about throughout this. Uh, we're calling it Homegrown. And uh, like I said, those, all these episodes will be on Homegrown with Haley. Be up on your website, which is a great, great site. And then they'll be obviously on Go Work Wherever, because this is a part of Go Work Wherever. And so we'll have resources on Homegrown with Haley, and this will play into the Go Work Wherever website. Go Work Wherever, like we talked, like you said from the very beginning, Go Work Wherever is more than just like working from home. There's so much to talk about. I mean, just we're just scratching the surface here, so. Is there anything else we want to talk about here on our first our first episode of Homegrown? It's been great having you sitting there. No, thanks. I need to get a better seat though. Maybe I'll sit next to you next I'll time. I'll sit next to me. Yeah. The only reason why I'm over here is because of the computer. So I was making sure that our levels and everything were working. Yeah. I don't want that. Those chairs that you're sitting in are so much more comfortable. You're sitting on I'm a sitting I just fold noticed up what chair. you're sitting on. It's a fold-up yeah. chair. You're sitting in like a. <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah. It looks really It's not the best. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was that chair, which I have two of them. Yeah. And now we have Is three of the really good mics. So it's not even like we That's only have great. two good mics. It's like, yeah. It's not a bad, not a bad studio. It's come along pretty, pretty, pretty good. So, all right. Anything else you want to add before we uh, call it a day? Okay, leave it with the ghost slaughtering. Leave it with the ghost slaughtering. Chickens swinging around your head. And if you guys uh, are looking into homeschooling, check out Homegrown with Haley. We're going to be posting some a lot of resources up there and go to workforever.com as well. 
if you want to learn more about how to work, whatever, maybe you're just starting out in your career and you're like, man, I want to slaughter some goats. I want to swing chickens around my head at homeschool and be able to go take RV trips. Then you're in the right place. <laughs> you go to goworkriver.com and we got some tips and tricks. We got a guidebook actually that you can purchase on steps of how to enable your organization to work wherever so that you can do these things. And throughout this entire podcast, whatever flavors that you're listening to, whether it's homegrown, whether it's the uh, the internet hotspot, whether it's my one-on-ones or with interviews, we're going to give you tools, tips, tricks on how you guys can build a remote culture, build a remote business, build a homeschooling environment so that you can live every day like it's Saturday. So enjoy life. Enjoy life. We're, we're only here for a short amount of time. So enjoy it. Well, thanks for hanging out, guys. Until next time. Bye. See you.